and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Jasmine. I'm Vanessa. And this is Things I Never Said in Therapy. Honestly, I think today's is one that I've discussed a lot in therapy. Ooh, exciting. Gonna give us some insight. (laughs) I like it. Well, we're gonna talk about anger and what that's like (laughs) for both of us, how we've experienced it. And what it looks like when we experience it at us. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But first, as always, our check-ins. Vanessa, your highs and lows. Okay, so... Damn, my highs and lows. Um, I think... Oh, well, my low is I, everything gives me indigestion and it like travels into my throat. So I literally feel like I can breathe fire. Mm-hmm. So like that acid feeling. Yes. Ugh. Mm-hmm. And like I said, everything is doing it. So I, even if I stop eating the things I want to eat, j- anything will give it to me. So. That's great. And then I failed a test um, at my doctor's and now I have to do another one. She got an F, everybody. So now I have to do a longer blah one. Now she has to go to remedial classes. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, So that's my low. My high, I don't know if I've had it. I mean, I guess my high was this past weekend. We made a huge, huge strive in moving. Like we moved, we had, our, we've already boxed up a lot of our stuff. And so we just were able to move it to the new house. And my family came and they basically helped like clean and organize where things are going to go. Mm-hmm. So the house is actually looking lived in. Um, there's still a lot that we have to move, you know, literally our dressers and everything, but. It's it's all coming together. And I think this weekend we're going to do... Like, the weekends are really when we can do things. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. That's so exciting. You're so close to not living where you're currently living. I know. So, so close. So, I feel like you've been kind of in this process for a while now, packing mm-hmm. and moving things to the new place. Has it eased your goodbye to your old space? No. <laughs> Is it making it worse? Uh. It- it's not that it's making it worse, but I, it's like the anticipation of having to get to the end and then see everything and then actually have to say goodbye. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm trying to prep myself because I talked to my husband about it and I almost like pre-warned him and said, listen, um, if I get emotional or something, it's, it's not because I'm sad I'm leaving because I know I've pushed for us to move out, but it's just because this has been like my safe haven. Mm -hmm. And he completely understood. And he was like, I don't think you should look at it as a sad thing because at least this, this place will always be standing. Like, you know, this house isn't going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I know that's true. I'm not like losing it to where I'll never see it again, but it's not yours anymore. Yeah. I'm never going to live in it Mm -hmm. again. At least you hope not. Yeah. Because there's always the future. Mm-hmm. You never know. But 
I I say that you probably won't ever live there again. <laughs> nice. Well, it's going to be sad, but yeah. Also, a lot of happy memories ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, Milo, <sighs> got to taking stock of <laughs> myself. <gasps> what happened this week? Yeah, it feels like it was just a blur. Yeah, like it's really odd that it's Wednesday right now. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to think about all the things that I did during the weekend and now. Well, I guess Milo is wanting to be extra motivated to do things and getting decision paralysis. So there's a lot of things I have to get done and I have a list of those things. But for some reason, my body instead is like, what if we just did none of them? And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I got to clean my room. I have to do laundry. I have to write at least five to 10 pages of something. I have to finish editing all of these things. Very important things that need to get done. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to fix the pipe downstairs because the little thingy stripped. So now it falls off and the water leaks. I got <laughs> like so many little things like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it's just, I need to decide to start one thing. And then as soon as I start it, it'll be like a snowball effect and it'll just happen. But right now I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if that. I did nothing? So that's my low and my high was, um, my cousin Mikey called me mm-hmm. and he told me that he listens to the podcast and I didn't know that. Hey, I didn't Mikey. even know he knew about it. <laughs> so shout out to you for listening. Um, but he said he binged the whole thing and he just wanted to tell us that he loved us and that he loved the podcast. And that was just the sweetest thing. I love hearing that people enjoy us, mm-hmm. even if it's just family members. Like, yeah. Honestly, I have such a good time making this podcast and talking to Vanessa that sometimes I forget that we also have other people who listen in. (laughs) And it's not just us talking talking and (laughs) keeping it as a relic for us to pretty much like a open video diary or audio diary for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is nice because, I mean, I'm terrible at writing in a journal, so it's this is an easier version for me to just look back on. Yeah. But then I remember like it's also bringing people that I love joy and that is amazing. So that was my high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into this topic of anger. <gasps> okay. I've been angry a lot in my life. <laughs> um, My first experience with really being told that I'm an angry person was from my oldest brother, Jake. I don't think Jake listens, but <laughs> if you if you are listening, Jake, shout out. Shout out to Jake. He told me I have anger management issues. <gasps> when I was the first one. He was the first one to tell me. Wow. He's like, you get angry so easy. And I didn't think I really got angry that easy. Mm-hmm. I always thought that my anger was valid. <laughs> but also I was young. I think I had just started getting a period. Mm-hmm. And for people who don't get periods, they are, you don't understand how much it fucks with you mm-hmm. until you're like looking back on the moment and you're like, damn, 
Who was that? Yeah, you're not yourself. No. In the least. And then also, when you are on your period, you have more testosterone in your body than you've ever had. So imagine like the first couple periods that you get, you don't understand Mm -hmm. that that's what's happening. You have testosterone running through your veins that you've never had (laughs) before. And so now it's... I understand why men get so angry so easy. Because <laughs> <laughs> whenever I'm on my period, I'm like quick to anger. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can't even remember what I was mad about that made my brother say this. But I was probably, to be honest with you, I was like really taken aback when he said it. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't feel like I was actually being angry. I thought I was being dramatic for comedy's sake. Mm-hmm. And he took it as me being angry and having an anger management problem. And I was like, ah, mm-hmm. you son of a bitch. Yeah. And then I was really angry. Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, are you, I don't think I cussed then. I cussed a lot in middle school and I think this happened in middle school, but I didn't cuss in front of my family until I was in high school or past high school. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when I started cussing in front of my family, but I cussed so much in front of my family. In fact, let's bring it back a little. My grandpa listens to this podcast. <laughs> Hi, grandpa. <laughs> and he said, I like your voice, but you cuss too much. And I was like, you know, it's because smart people actually cuss. Yeah. So start cussing, grandpa. Yeah. And I said, say fuck. And he was like, fuck. <laughs> Yeah. What was I saying before this? Um, yeah. Jake basically, that you were really taken aback that he said that to you and then that actually got you angry. Yeah. And then I remember afterwards being ultra aware of my emotions, mm-hmm. not wanting to show them. And then also realizing that I was hiding a lot of myself. I didn't want to be sad or angry or. Just any form of being upset. I only wanted to show happiness in front of people because I didn't ever want somebody to stop me and say that I was too angry mm-hmm. or too sad or too just anything mm-hmm. ever again. Like that's how much it affected me when he told me that I had anger management issues. Like it caused me to just close up. And then whenever somebody would be like, Oh, you're so dramatic. I'd be like, yes, for dramatic sake, though. Yeah. And it, I would never like actually. When, so changed it to me having like a quiet anger instead of the like stand up for myself in the moment and express that I'm upset with something or angry with something. Because mm-hmm. I think that's what I was doing. We're probably like having an argument or like a debate actually (laughs) about something and then I was getting very heated in the moment Mm -hmm. of like well no blah 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 like probably stayed in my case but getting too loud and then being told I have anger management issues and then getting angry but then using that (laughs) as my way of changing how I then express my anger by not mm-hmm. expressing my anger. It's such a guy thing to say that. Especially During an argument. Especially if he thought he was losing. <laughs> he he probably threw that out there to like, oh, this is how I'm just going to diffuse it. And then I win. Yeah. It's such I, a guy thing. And the thing is like, because of that, I don't even know what we're debating about or mm-hmm. arguing about. But that's or whatever. the thing you remember. Yeah. Him telling you that. That I have issues. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Damn. I think he has issues. <laughs> no, you don't, Jake. <laughs> Maybe a little. <laughs> Probably regular life issues. Yeah, regular life issues for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so that's like the first instance of anger that in myself mm-hmm. that ever made me, that kind of like changed 
the trajectory of how I saw anger and expressed yeah. anger to the world because mm-hmm. now I suffer or like hold in my anger in silence and don't let anybody see it. But I'm going to like sit in this. I feel like my body's pulsing mm-hmm. and I'm not going to act on it. I'm not going to be impulsive and I'm not going to express it to a person. And like, I'm not going to say a mean thing just out of anger. Mm-hmm. But later on, I'm probably not going to treat you the same or I'm going to... No favors. Yeah. I'm not going to give you any favors. I'm not going to like maybe take care of you the way that I had taken care of you in the past if you anger me. Yeah. Um, You don't get that part of me ever again yeah. type of thing. Little little background. <laughs> I feel like the opposite happened with me. So I... um, So I've said this a lot before, but like my dad was really only around like for bedtime type of thing. So I really grew up with like an angry or not angry parent, but she would, my mom would just like light up like a, like a match Mm -hmm. and, and suddenly evaporate. So it's like, but during the time that her anger burned, like the match, she'd fucking burn you Mm -hmm. and then like you know be extinguished out and then be like i don't understand why you're upset i don't understand why your feelings are hurt and so my dad was never like the angry one to me and she would really only use him for like i'm gonna tell your dad that you got a bad grade or something like that and that i was afraid of because Mm -hmm. i and i i learned in therapy that it wasn't his anger I was afraid of. It was his disappointment. Mm-hmm. So that's not the same thing. Disappointment hurts way more than yeah. hurt, like anger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because I would see my parents sometimes argue though about my mom's attitude and the fact that she would get angry and just like hurt your feelings and then not apologize. I always told myself, I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. So I for, I thought I was doing the right thing and I forced myself to not get angry. Mm-hmm. I basically, I always told myself every single night, anger is a wasted emotion. It is a wasted emotion. Every single night? That's how much you're suppressing it? Yeah, because I didn't want to be like her. And the thing is, my mom had these like moments of clarity, I guess, where she would acknowledge her flaws and she would tell me, try your best to not be like me. Try your best to not to like apologize when you feel you're wrong or when someone tells you that you've done something that's hurt them unintentionally. So she, in a way, would try and like basically say like, be better than me. Mm -hmm. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. So that was how I was trying to do it because I was like in middle school, early high school. So I didn't have like other resources to like go to. Um, I didn't go to like my school counselors, which I don't think that's school counselors always just help me with like college or Mm -hmm. like stuff. So never like personal things. So I would tell myself like, do not get angry. It's a wasted emotion. And every time what I'd feel it, I, I don't really remember what I would do. I just remember I would physically feel like I was just swallowing it. Mm -hmm. What I definitely remember I would do is I would like put, I would dig my nails into the palm of my hands and just like fist them because I was like, I don't want to be angry. Mm -hmm. And, 
And then little by little, I started getting a reputation between my friends of like, Vanessa never gets mad. She never gets upset about things and this and that. And I felt like that was validating what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I kept doing it. Uh, as I got older, it was so much harder to suppress because yeah, I had it's too much now. It's yeah, built up. It was so much like built up. And, and I also felt like as I got older, I used my logic a bit more. Mm-hmm. So my logic would sometimes tell me, you actually are allowed to be upset or angry about this situation. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't know how to balance it. Yeah. And then also, if you haven't expressed anger in a long time, you don't know how to. Yeah. So pretty much by the time I got to college, I just feel like I was just raging. And the thing is, I wouldn't express it. Mm -hmm. But if someone did something, my immediate response was always like, you fucking idiot. Like, you're dead to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Or I would just be like, I just want to fucking run all these people over with my car. Like it, it was just like out of control where every little thing I was just so annoyed and angry at. And pretty much I, that was like during a time where I also tried to like date people and they would just annoy me a lot. And pretty much by like the second or third day, I was like, no, it's not. Yeah. It's just not going to work. You got the ick as they say today. Yeah. And, and so I, I don't know what like instance it was, but I think I was already dating Mario and, you know, the first year is very cutesy and like honeymoon. Mm -hmm. And so I don't remember getting upset with him a lot. Um, and then honestly, our relationship, like in the beginning was it's, it wasn't rough between us it was rough in our personal lives Mm -hmm. because he had a lot of family stuff going on i had a lot of family stuff going on and the majority of it started almost a year into our relationship and then it took over the second year of our relationship so pretty much by the third we were in better places separately and together and that was also when like other little problems started coming in that were going to be about us. Mm-hmm. So I feel like until our third year is where I really started showing my anger because I was already comfortable. And I don't remember what I said or if it was something I said or something I did. Um, I think he got me upset about something and I was trying to figure out a way to express it to him without coming off angry. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't talk to him for like two days. We were already dating. Yeah. And I think when I finally talked to him about it, he said, I just don't think that warranted you basically not speaking to me for Mm -hmm. two days. And the whole time, you know, he was like texting me and I was giving him like one word answers. And he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, nothing. And Mm -hmm. so I think that was the first time where I was like, I need to, I need a vessel. And... I don't know how to start that. And I think that was like what for sure I was, I think I was already, I was already in therapy by then. So we, that was something else that we like, that I like brought and we talked about. Mm -hmm. And she basically told me she, she was for sure like, well, I mean, it really sounds like you have a fear of becoming like your parents and that's what's driving you and obviously drove you all those years to not express yourself 
she goes, you need to find something else, something stronger that's going to drive you to now release it and then balance it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause there's nothing inherently wrong with anger. Like everybody's going to get angry from time mm-hmm. to time. It's like what you do to channel it. Like, is it productive in any yeah. way? Like obviously something angered you. So what are we doing to fix either the issue that caused this anger mm-hmm. or like, what are you removing from your life to like help fix the anger? Yeah. Cause yeah, I mean, for me, I, I feel like I started to get better about like expressing my anger once I got with Mark mm-hmm. because same thing. Like I couldn't hold it in anymore because it one, that's not healthy mm-hmm. and it manifests in other ways within your body yeah. and also just like in your life. Mm-hmm. It's not good to put up walls to stop yourself from being angry because then you don't get to express everything that life has to offer. Yeah. Things are going to fucking upset you. It's a part of life. It's mm-hmm. just how you deal with it afterwards. And so kind of same thing. I would get kind of quiet because sometimes I would tell myself, I'm just getting angry for no reason. Nothing should cause me to feel this way. Mm-hmm. So I just need to calm down and that's when I'll talk to this person again that's when I'll talk to Mark again and obviously that's not productive either because now it looks like I'm giving somebody the silent treatment Mm -hmm. instead of like actually addressing the issue yeah and so Mark is a let's solve this right away type of person Mm -hmm. and because he his thing is like a fear of (laughs) I'm not trying to put his shit out there but like a fear of being abandoned and mine Mm -hmm. is like (laughs) a fear of disappointment or a fear of yeah, kind of like disappointing somebody. Yeah. Not being good enough for somebody. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm getting giving the silent treatment and he is now afraid that I'm plotting to leave yeah. instead of me plotting to fix the way I'm feeling, it's not productive for either one of us. And then it causes just more hurt for both sides. Mm-hmm. And so I found that I cannot express anger without crying. Mm-hmm. out loud it's just not possible for me if yeah. i'm angry and i'm tra- telling you that i'm angry there's also tears involved mm-hmm. and then i'm not able to ex- express it properly or it makes me feel weak mm-hmm. <laughs> when i'm not weak <laughs> yeah <laughs> because just it, i guess to me when i'm crying and angry i'm like i'm not sad this is anger and i don't want you to think that you hurt my feelings to make me sad. I want you to know that you upset me with your actions and not mm-hmm. like, I'm sad that this happened. No, I am upset and angry. Yeah. Um, And so I ended up having to like, be like, I am going to express to you mm-hmm. the way I'm feeling and describe it. But unfortunately, I'm gonna have to type it out. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, just wait here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit right here. You don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like type out all of my feelings. And mm-hmm. I found that being able to put into words the actions and the events that led up to me being angry and how that affected my mood and my just everything mm-hmm. helped to like reduce the anger. Cause I was like, okay, now it's out there in the open. I might not have said it out loud, but I, have expressed it in the best way that I know possible Mm -hmm. and then like have it addressed from there. Yeah. And then after that, I could talk about it because one, I was able to lay out all of my feelings 
in a way that then my brain could process it too. And it changed from being a feeling to um words. I don't know if that makes sense, but mm-hmm. changed from like the heaviness in my chest to yeah. being able to let it out mm-hmm. without the tears. So yeah, that was like a lot of our arguments or how we had our arguments was mm-hmm. us talking through text in the same room. <laughs> Just because I, like I said, was not able to express it out loud. Um, and then also it allowed me to filter the anger from the actual reasons why I was angry. Instead of me being like, well, you're a piece of shit and you're this and like your breath stinks. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like being mean to be mean. Yeah. And actually being productive about it. Because that's like the first thing that comes to my mind it, when I'm angry is like, mm-hmm. what are the ways that I can hurt them? really badly yeah which is not nice (laughs) no it's oh that reminds so it it was like this was kind of what sparked it in college for me where i was like i knew i was going to start lashing out at the people i cared about because one of my friends uh it was our first fight that we had in college um this is a whatever but we were (laughs) He was a guy and we were really good friends and it was the first like argument we had. And up until then, the way I was protecting myself from like getting angry in front of people is I would tell them if we're going to argue or if we're disagreeing or things are starting to get like heated, I prefer to walk away and decompress because then I don't want to say things that I can't take back. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter how sorry you are afterwards. They're yeah, out it's going to th- stick with them. They are always going to be out there. Yeah. So that was always like, it was almost like a boundary I, I set for myself. That way they knew I'm not walking away from you because I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I I just... It's because I do give a fuck. Yeah, I give a lot of fucks. I do <laughs> not want to be hurtful. Yeah. So we were having this argument. And I finally was like, oh, I do not want to start to like argue. I do not want to start to get angry because I was already feeling it. And I was like, I want to feel it by myself. That Mm -hmm. was when I knew I couldn't like hold it anymore. I was like, I need to express this by myself. And he wouldn't let me walk away. And again, that made me so much more angrier than what we were initially arguing about. Because my thing was, I have clearly set this boundary I have always been nice to everybody because mm-hmm. that was another thing. I had a reputation for always being kind and I'm like, and I'm always trying to do everything the right way. So I maintain that reputation. And the one thing I'm asking you is to leave me alone and let me process my fucking shit. And you can't even do that. Mm-hmm. And it was just making me so much more mad. And and it was like physically to where he was like, I was walking to my car and he was like chasing after me and oh, telling God. me like, no, like we're going to talk about this. And I finally was, was like, is this guy in love with you? N- no. <laughs> <laughs> Rumor was he was, but he never told me. So, oh, it's that person. If you can't <laughs> physically tell me, it's not going to be true to me until it comes out of your mouth. Well, I, it just seems, I don't know. It, it was just annoying. Yeah. Because again, I was, and, and we were so close to the point where he knew this stuff about me. So I, I finally, I think the way it finally ended was I told him, 
if you do not let me leave, I'm going to hurt your fucking feelings and I'm going to like it. And I'm not going to be sorry after. Even if I say I'm sorry, I'm not going to mean it. (laughs) And I think... And I even that I was like that is so mean because I'm setting it's the fact that you're like if I say this I'm not taking it back yeah, bitch it it was like I was then, like that's gonna make it so much harder afterwards you're like I'm sorry it's like well actually when yeah you were angry, it you was said that's that, what I was it was setting it. up future Vanessa for failure yeah for like literally me saying and I I remember specifically saying if I say like or in the future that I'm sorry I'm not fucking sorry that I'm saying this so I was like get that's the so f- fucking tight dude I'm gonna use that one time. So I was like, get the fuck out of my way. And I, I, fucking villainous. I was like, I swear that was the seed of my villain era. And it's just been growing roots and it never stopped. And it's like, I've stopped trying to water it, but the roots are still there waiting for some liquid. Honestly, I like this version of you. Being nice to everybody is so fucking over. Like, it's just, I think. You don't actually see the real person when all they are is nice. Yeah. Like, you need to see the anger and what upsets them. I don't don't mean, like, you know, anger all the time. Mm -hmm. But being able to see the little things that, like, get under your skin. It's like, oh, that's who they are as a person, too. Yeah. Like, it's so much more fun. Yeah. And I think he was very taken aback. And I went home and I didn't talk to him. And it was like pretty early. It was like midday. So it was like early in the day. And then I finally saw him the next day for class. And he was like, he started explaining to me, well, the way I like to deal with issues with my friends or something like I want to talk about it right then and there. Yeah, that doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. And I I told him that I said that doesn't work for everybody. And I'm like, and you don't get to just dictate that that's how all your friends are going to deal with arguments you both are having because it's two people in the argument. If it's just you walk away from the mirror. Yeah, that's that's how you end it. (laughs) Like, And then also in an argument, if it's really heated. A lot of the time, nobody's going to change their mind. It's yeah. not going to get fixed. So why continue to go in circles mm-hmm. if both people are so heated and angry and trying to get the other person to listen, but nobody's listening at that point. Mm-hmm. It's just people talking at each other instead of actually actively listening. Yeah. And so it's not a good, it doesn't benefit either person. So mm-hmm. if you see yourself stuck in that circle, get out of it. And I don't know. I just don't think that that person saw that side of it. No. We can talk it through. It's like, dude, I'm not listening. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, my mom tried to call me. And so I'm texting her back like, what's up? Oh, my God. Speaking of moms. Yeah. So so that was like where I knew I'm going to start to boil and I'm going to have to start. I knew I need to figure out something new to do something different and so yeah so like i said i started that in therapy and <laughs> yeah what yeah do you, think? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you need something hi wait can you say something into my okay Tell him about how I'm really mean during my period. We're talking about anger. Oh, shit. Jasmine's really nice when she's on her period. <laughs> Why are you lying? She's really, really nice. Wait, 
because you're not mean. You said I was mean. No, I didn't. I didn't say you're mean. I said you can become aggressive. <laughs> Aggressively mean. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, just say you, you, you know, everyone, I feel like everybody that has periods get a little upset and mean. But it's not like mean, mean. You know, you're not beating me or nothing. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Short. I will say that. Short. Okay. Not mean. Short. Yeah. Yeah. Short makes more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, short. Like, if I if I don't ask the question in one sentence or less. <laughs> it's it. You're cut. <laughs> all right, that's all my time I have. <laughs> I'll be downstairs. <laughs> See a picture of Gomi and Judo? Yes. <laughs> Talk more <laughs> professionally. <laughs> that was Mark, everybody. Woo! Woo! All right. What were you saying? <laughs> uh, I was so basically she she started giving me like strategies, and we started really f- figuring out um, that sometimes like the things I'd get upset over or. That I'd pick fights with because when Mario and I first moved in together, we had a lot of fights. Mm-hmm. Like we picked so many fights with each other. And when I started telling her about them and just in general, like even before something she told me was she told me to like start writing them down. So I did. <laughs> and then I started writing like letters to like with whatever whoever i was upset with Mm -hmm. and most of them yes were to mario (laughs) so i wrote him a lot of letters and i told her it works when i like let's say write it in my journal but when i'm actually writing him something trying to process like the arguments and like why we keep having the same ones and everything i was like i'm just getting angry again thinking about it thinking about it Mm -hmm. and she was basically asking me like to go back to the moments of what would make me upset and then kind of she wanted me to like retrace my steps and then walk the same path yeah back but so take a different the, turn. yeah the major spikes in your anger yeah and fi- and when we like started going through it she was basically like it sounds like you are expecting him to already mess something up. Like, let's say I asked him to do the dishes and I wanted them done before I got home or something. And I'm not expecting him to have done that. Mm -hmm. So she's, so I would like work myself up and get myself angry that they weren't going to be done and pretty much prep a whole argument that I had already. So when I'd walk home, I'd walk inside. It's like, Oh, see, I was right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, preparing yourself for the worst. Yeah. But then getting yourself worked up in the process. And then, and the thing is like, it was a good like seven out of 10 times that whatever I'd asked him to do was already done. And I wouldn't acknowledge it because I was so worked up from prepping myself that Mm -hmm. it wasn't going to be done that I started not even acknowledging like, Oh, thanks for, for doing it. And. Without realizing, like, that would prompt him to l- later on when I'd ask for, 
like the same things, he wouldn't do them because he's like, you're not even grateful. Or it's like, you don't need to say thank you, but you're not even acknowledging me just a hello when you walk in Mm -hmm. because I was already so worked up from this make-believe argument that I had. And, And she said, so then that prompts other true arguments between you guys where he's not feeling appreciated, you're not Mm -hmm. feeling appreciated or respected and this and that because you kind of have like made up arguments in your mind because you probably still have anger over it. And because you came home and you can't release it now because what you asked him to fix is already done, now you that anger has like nowhere to go. So she's like, so it's one of those where you either have to truly let it go. And I've never known what let it go really feels like. Mm -hmm. She said you have to let it go or that that's how your anger gets released where you don't acknowledge anything and then you guys start to actually fight. Yeah. And I was like, I guess that's why they pay you a lot of money Mm -hmm. because I made a lot of sense. Yeah, I find I get myself worked up way more with fictional versions of people that I know than the actual people yeah. in my life. And then when I finally do have the conversations or I finally do bring up something that either has upset me or angered me, it's never taken as bad as what I imagined in my brain. Mm-hmm. Like there's usually so much more compassion and understanding coming from them because my versions of them have like because I'm so mean to myself and so like I am unlovable uh-huh. <laughs> the versions of them in my head are also versions that do not love me when that's not true they yeah. are around me and surround themselves with me because they love me yeah so when I finally do have those conversations it's like oh you're so much more understanding than fictional version of you. Yeah. And um that kind of upsets me. And <laughs> because I was, I was gonna, expecting to fight. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> that would then upset me more because, and I think that's where pride and anger are very closely related. Oh, my God. They're I was about so, to go into that, girl. They're, say so, <laughs> they're so closely related that once I, I realized, like, oh, this is now going to, possibly hurt my pride because I was wrong that Mm -hmm. they're not as like careless as in my mind that now I have to acknowledge that I was wrong about them Mm -hmm. and it's like oh no I can't yeah can't because there's a reason I became angry with you over something and that is that is in there and it's like it's a fly that I'm trying to catch and be like it's right fucking here see Mm -hmm. see and and so they're so so the majority of the time I even wonder, I'm like, is it, is this like truly driven by anger or pride? Because mm. there's, there's they're so, so linked there. Yeah. I found the things that I've gotten angriest about in my life have been, have been thing, things, <laughs> have been things that hurt my pride. No <laughs> I can speak and say words. Hire me as a voice actress, please. <laughs> yeah. It's things that have hurt my pride mm-hmm. or, Things that I feel like have disrespected me in yeah. some way. Maybe it was in a social circle and you said something like I, one thing that Mark knows is and has gotten better about, but like I said, he is a fix in the moment type of person. Mm-hmm. Bring it up right then and there when he's feeling it. And I am a 
you know, process later. Let's yes. talk about it later. Yes. And so if we're in public and something upsets him and he brings it up to me, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right like, now. what are you doing shut talking up. about we, this now? <laughs> we will talk about this later. Yeah. <laughs> and I just get so upset because I'm, it just feels like one, it's going to like ruin my reputation or something like mm-hmm. <laughs> for, I don't even have a reputation, but I, it's hurting my pride. It's hurting my, it's disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> and those are the things that upset me. I'm like, if you're disrespecting me in front of somebody or you've done something that has disrespected me as a person, mm-hmm. it is going to anger me to no bounds. And yeah, that's usually where my anger comes from. It's yeah. very rare that I'm actually angry about anything other than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, it, I think because it comes from not feeling fully understand it as a person. And if you've been in my life for a long time and you claim that you love me and you say that you know me as a person, then you go and disrespect me or do something that is so morally away from what I would expect you to do. And now you're hurting my name or my reputation or something Mm -hmm. because of your actions. Yeah. That's going to be the thing that angers me. Yeah. Um, and like I said, all comes back to pride. Yep. It's like, I'm, and also I've noticed that like, that's what anger and pride is what creates distances between people. Mm -hmm. Like people always say when you have a falling out with your family or whatever, it's like usually has to do with money or something like that. And it's always like when you (laughs) go back to the root of it and you're like asked your your family, like, how come you don't speak to this person anymore? And they're like, well, they said this about me one time and now we don't talk. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, so it was pride. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The majority of the time it is because um, I don't remember when it was, but I know I've mentioned my dad's side of the family Mm -hmm. and that I don't like you. Um, That's where we feel about them. Except <laughs> some of you and you know who Except you. ones who listen. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like a huge... But the, the thing is, the main reason for why none of us are close to them is because they've created that rift. And they've created it with their pride. And their pride, and, and it's like their pride was mixed with like jealousy and not being happy for their brother. And it all stemmed from an angry moment. It, it wasn't like an angry moment. I, I, it all stemmed from pride, but what was also a part of it was like some type of money stuff. Yeah. Because it always starts with money. Yeah. And, and it was just like the craziest thing where their whole thing was they saw, they grew, like, my dad and all his siblings grew up very humble with my grandparents. And so I think what some of his siblings always wanted was money, obviously, because they thought money is going to solve all of our problems. And solve a lot of them. Yeah. And, and so the thing is, like, there's nothing wrong with wanting wealth and wanting to better yourself than when you were growing up yeah but i think when that becomes like your sole goal yeah is when it's a little mm. and basically 
Yeah, greed is uh, not a pretty look on no, people. No, it's not. Like you, it, it's never ever a pretty look. And pretty much when they all came to this country, um, what? Well, yeah, when they all came to this country, they, you know, not everybody's gonna like luck out right away or find their job circle right away, and. As years passed, eventually my dad did find something really good and that's what stuck with him all these years. And they resented that for like his brothers resented that for a long time until they finally settled on something mm -hmm. good, a good fit for them. And it was the fact that they, I guess, could never get over that initial it happened to you first. That that's why it's like nobody, they always, and they always go about it by like trying to make it really where they exclude him, where mm -hmm. they, the, the, they will all plan these like family reunions and all get together in the South. And my dad will hear about it on social media mm. or something like that. Or he'll hear about it from one of his other brothers that does talk to him like, oh, we're doing this. And he's like, nobody told me anything. I could have gone for a weekend. Like I could have. And so I'm just like, why would I ever pay mind to you when, when you're actively leaving somebody out? Yeah. And, and so, yeah, that all stemmed like from pride. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, everybody is doing yeah. well in their lives. And they probably thought like, oh, you think you're so much better than this with your job and your this yeah. and your that. And I was like, that's the thing. Like he never portrayed that. So it's like that fictional person they made up, mm -hmm. except to them, he became a reality and he's like distorting the actual reality of who my dad is. Yeah. And I'm just like, maybe all of you guys need to go to therapy. I I think a lot of people need to go to therapy. Me included. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's just, there's a, a lot of it too is, you know, you don't necessarily need to go to therapy, but you do need to understand that growing and learning is something that you need to do throughout mm -hmm. your entire life. Yeah. Being stubborn and stuck in your ways is not going to benefit you or the people around you. Nobody is perfect. It is okay to want to change. And if you are the same person mm -hmm. that you were a year ago, two years ago, when you're in high school, yeah, then you are just like a one dimensional person. Like mm -hmm. it's okay to change your views, to mm -hmm. change yourself as a person. Yeah. Because guess what? You're probably wrong about a lot of things in your life and that's okay. Yeah. And there are probably a lot of things that hurt you that you didn't process, you pushed down, that you need to work on mm -hmm. so that you can become a happier, lighter version of yourself. Yeah. Talking to you, future Jasmine, when you're editing this. <laughs> it is okay to change. It's like, no. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I'll be saying. Yeah. Because <laughs> it gets tough. It's so interesting because, like I said, my my parents... My parents have, I was just talking about this with Mario, actually. Uh, I don't even know if change is the right word, but as my parents have gotten older, they, they have certainly, I, 
would even say developed different characteristics of themselves. Mm-hmm. It could be change, it, um, but it's more of like my mom is way more laid back. Um, she, I, th- and I think a lot of it is they're both feeling. And again, as anybody gets older, you start to feel your mortality a lot more. Mm -hmm. And I know for sure my mom is because every year on her birthday, ever since she turned 50, she has, it's not that she gets sad on the day. She's just like, I wish this day didn't like hadn't come because now it's a whole year. And now I'm a year older. And then it's like, then, and I think it's also, she and she said this for the first time last year. She said, and then you know, Christmas comes, and then it's the new year, and it's a whole new, brand new year for everybody. Yeah. So I think it was the first time she was also realizing like how close her birthday is to the end of a regular year, mm-hmm. a calendar year that I think double makes her feel like there's so much time slipping away. Yeah. And so I don't know if that over the, over time has like, it for sure has softened her. And so it's made her seem different because even she's admitted that certain shows or maybe a commercial or something that she just sees on TV, she's like, Oh my God, I started like crying. Mm-hmm. And, and my mom was not someone who cried. Um, because even when she was telling me, she seemed a little disgusted. <laughs> She was like, Vanessa, I started crying. crying. Like, <laughs> I was emotional over this fucking dog commercial or yeah. something. And she was like, I just, it, no. Yeah. And, and whereas my dad has become callous. Uh, in moments, yeah. But he's also very, he was always like, in touch with his emotions that for sure but it's almost like now he's in rhythm with them mm. and he's in tune and he's he has his days where you can literally look at his face and be like he's had a chill day he just wants to come home and relax and then there are other days where you're like he had a rough one but i don't think it was like Maybe work wise. I think it's something emotional going on and he's, this man just looks exhausted. Mm-hmm. So he has his days, but he's definitely more in tune with them, even though he just doesn't fit. He doesn't like vocally express them, but what something like also that I never saw coming. My dad is loves TikTok. My dad will go be on TikTok for hours. He will literally be eating dinner because he eats different dinner different than us. And he has his TikTok, his phone just playing TikToks. And he's just like, and he leaves people comments and stuff. <laughs> and he's just like, I love this. He heart, you know, he likes it. Dude, your dad should make videos. He doesn't. But you know how many followers this man has? Almost a thousand. Already? And he doesn't make any because of all the comments he makes? I think it's all the comments. Yeah. Wow. And I was just like, Dad, can you tell your followers about me, please? Yeah. Honestly. He should honestly make videos. I think you get a lot of traction with the content, Mm -hmm. like either work content or just like his house. Yeah. Like there's so many things that he could express and Mm -hmm. show off that I think people would be interested in. Yeah. 
So I, I definitely think they've, like, as we get older, we like change and we get like more attuned to like whatever. Yeah. I think with life, like, we, however, we get molded. Yeah. We, I mean, I would hope that I'd be more in tune with my emotions as I get older and understand mm-hmm. where they come from and the flux and flow of them. Yeah. And it really makes me wonder, like, how I'd be dealing with my anger then. Mm-hmm. Like, am I still going to be doing the same where I'm still journaling about it? Um, reading, honestly, sometimes reading books where you know that these characters could solve this shit if they just communicate. Yeah, I hate misunderstanding <laughs> tropes. It's if just- there's a third act breakup... Sometimes I just put the book down. I don't read it for like a month. And yeah. then I come back to it and then I'll finish it knowing that they're going to get back together. Yeah, exactly. Because it upsets me yeah. that like a slight misunderstanding, suddenly they're broken up. And I'm like, yeah. this was so avoidable. Yeah. All you had to do was communicate. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> and to be honest, I like I said, I use them as an example. It almost goes back to like when my mom said, be better than me. I use them as an example of like, that's what I don't want. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, whenever, cause sometimes lately what like Mario and I have been clashing on is he says that my tone and how I'm speaking to him is like degrading or disrespectful mm. where he'll tell me <laughs> so demasculating, funny. not demasculating. It's more like, sorry, it's emasculating. I'm so dumb. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I went along with it. I know. I, know. I just had to correct us because. <laughs> They're like, these bitches don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> uh, he, it's more, he, this is exact phrase is, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not one of your coworkers that you can talk down to. And the thing is, I would never talk down to my coworkers. I, yeah. And my, my thing is like, uh, first of all, Mario, like I, I don't talk down to my coworkers because I like, yeah, I talk shit about them out when yeah. I'm not at work. But I because like I'm decompressing. I would never do that in front of their face. <gasps> oh God. Oh, I forgot. <gasps> Were you supposed to do something? I when I talked to my mother in law, I was supposed to tell her happy birthday. <laughs> it's her birthday? <laughs> oh no. And I forgot I was so busy. Yeah, and then she, I was writing that list and everything. She's asking a lot of questions. Yeah. So. And Mario just texted me like, oh, damn, you don't tell my mom happy birthday. <laughs> um, oops. Anyway. Just be like, mom brain. Yeah. <laughs> For real. You can use that as an excuse all the time. <laughs> um, and. Damn, what was I saying? Uh, emasculating. But I said that. But you're oh, saying that he. Oh, yeah. 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 So he, so I, he said the thing about the coworkers and I was like, first of all, I don't talk down to my coworkers yeah. because I like most of them. Um, but do I think differently of some? Yes. But I said, that's not. So, so the whole thing just goes back to he's like, I, I don't know if he feels like I'm degrading him, but the thing is when I try and break it down to him, I tell him, I think what he, I don't know why. I think this is why he feels like it's degrading or something. But Mario and I have different vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Um, Mario is definitely more like hard labor, 
works with a lot of it like it's basically a construction crew environment yeah you know everybody's gonna talk like locker room talk like however the fuck they want Mm -hmm. i have always been studious i've always been in professional settings Mm -hmm. my job is a professional setting and truthfully i read all the time so i definitely read more than him i think he reads one book every two years Mm -hmm. so are you talking down to him right now i'm just kidding (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding (laughs) so anyway our basically our vocabularies are just different just because of the environments we're in so when I'm talking to him, I guess I'll use his words, big words or yeah. s- something mm-hmm. against him. And that's where he'll say, don't talk down to me. And I'm like, I'm not talking down to you, but, oh, girl, <laughs> but that's, that's how I, yeah. that's how I talk. And the thing is, I think he also, it's also, or what makes it sound like it is the fact that I, by the time I'm talking to him like this, it's the third time I've told, we've had mm-hmm. this argument. And you gotta slow it down. And so now I feel like I have to extra break it down of what upsets me. And when I tell him I don't, like, he hates when I say, I just, you, you haven't executed what I've asked you or something like that. But mm-hmm. the word execute is in there. And he's like, don't fucking like talk to me like that. Yeah. He's like, don't talk office talk to me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. my, and my thing is, I, I've told you the other ways, the non-office ways, yeah. and it's clearly not worked. I have to try mm-hmm. different things. Yeah. It's like, listen, sir, we're goal oriented here. Yeah. <laughs> and right now we're not meeting our metrics. Like, <laughs> you're not me- like the whole thing of like, oh, we reached our highest profit. Like we're not even <laughs> reaching average at this rate. So how do you want me to? So I tell him like, you don't listen then to when I first tell you things and then when we first talk about it and it's like now I have to re-tell you about it but you don't want me to, you want me to watch my tone? What I, I told him, where is my tone supposed to stay pleasant when this is the fourth time I have to talk to you about this? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you tell me stories about work where you told the guy one thing once and then when you have to tell him the second time you're already fucking annoyed with him and you're over it yeah i literally have to tell you four times and you don't expect me to be annoyed yeah like excuse me so i i guess i have to now i have to but that when i'm telling him i now am saying don't I'm prefacing and then I'll stop. I'll be like, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> yeah. I'll switch it to, okay, I'm just letting you know, like my tone, whatever the fuck is going to sound like. That's not how I mean it, but I, we clearly need to talk about this again. Yeah. And then I go into it. And even then I still feel like I'm, it's like defensiveness yeah. and, and, and then everything. Also it's like, when is it, why, why do you have to manage your tone? Is he managing his tone? Like, is that like his expectation? Where he is like holding back or something and that's why he expects you to or like what? Well, yeah, I don't know because I will tell you this. Uh, Mario has always had a worse um, anger streak than me. And it could be because I still haven't fully re- released mine. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, I could have the worst one and mine will win. But <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it could be that while causing harm all those years that i suppressed it 
that's just my body just recognizes to like hold it in. And so it, you know, whatever it is, but I, he's always been more expressive about it than me. I feel like always. men are normally more expressive about yeah. anger because when it's more socially acceptable mm-hmm. for men to express their anger, because it's like, they use this example of men are more logical, less emotional, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, you know, anger is an emotion, right? Yes. And a lot of men I that don't. I know and see yep. express their anger a lot and violently. Maybe not towards you, but maybe it's hitting a steering wheel. It's tantrum-like. Yeah. And so it's, I think it's healthy to let out your anger, but it's not healthy to also bring everybody else into mm-hmm. your anger and expecting the, like the feel of the room to stay the same mm-hmm. and then be like, well, I was the only one angry. Why are you upset? And it's like, well, cause you were kind of throwing a tantrum near me. So yeah, I'm upset. Yeah. Like it's uncomfortable. But it's like, like I said, socially acceptable for men to express their anger in that way because anger is not an emotion. Mm-hmm. When, nah, dude, you're just as emotional, but you're just expressing one that you've rebranded into not being an emotion. Yeah, I feel like men only attribute or, yeah, they only attribute anger to women. So when men are doing it, they're it's like, this, this isn't, yeah, yeah, it's like this, this, it doesn't belong to men. So it's okay for us to do it. But when a woman does it, I see, see, it's emotion. Mm-hmm. Your, like it's, your tone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what? Like, what are you talking about? So, so he's always been like more expressive and, and he, that was something we talked about. Like the first few months we started dating, he told me about it and he said, I really need to, he said one of his biggest goals was to be able to manage his anger mm-hmm. a lot more. And, and so he just always said that he just didn't want his anger to come out as spiteful or hurtful. And that he, I think it was the same thing. Like he just didn't want to do like be like his parents Mm. and whatever it was that with his parents he grew up with obviously he thought the same as me like he just didn't want to be like them so um so that was like something that he did off the bat tell me and to be honest i feel like as we've been together longer and as he's gotten older and been working more and his career's been in in a steady motion and everything. I wouldn't say it's gotten worse, but it hasn't gotten better. <laughs> so I don't know where this work. Yeah. Or where this, I, that's my goal. Like, I don't want it to be this has gone mm-hmm. because I, it's easy to forget about yeah, it. Because anger is such steady. a spur of the moment feeling mm-hmm. that until you're in it, you forget that you've experienced it before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, so it's been, it's been very, so I, and he, he's told me, he's like, I actually have been working on it. And, and he's like, and you know, sometimes when I am angry, I'll like crack jokes or I'll say things like, okay, well, I'm just going to go to sleep. But like, he'll say it in a funny tone mm-hmm. because he says that that's maybe his version of trying to suppress it the way I did all those years. Yeah. And, and so I think when he tells me like, Oh, it's your tone of how you're talking to me. 
He also has a tone and attitude when he's talking to me, but I think in his mind, the fact that he's been working on it and that he doesn't let it out or he doesn't want to be so, have so many outbursts about it. I think he believes he is holding back what he actually wants to say or how he actually wants to be saying it. Mm -hmm. So he might be thinking, I am holding back my tone and it's like, but it's still coming across. It's still coming out because clearly you have so many big feelings about this. Yeah. So why don't you just dig into that? Yeah. And I just also just going back to like the argument itself feels like such a cop out to be like, don't use that word. Like, it's yeah. like, <laughs> can we talk about what we're arguing about instead of the way that I'm saying it? Yeah. Like, let's fix it instead of you telling me that I'm saying it in a way that you don't like. Like, mm-hmm. now we've diverted this argument from being about the issue to a new issue that has nothing to do with this. Yeah. It's like, stop trying to distract me because I'm winning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's uh, it's very much that. And, and you know what's interesting? When my father-in-law hears me talk, like the other night, I was asking Mario what he wanted to do over the weekend that, you know, it rained, but we still were going to move things. I, cause his parents, his birthday was on Sunday and his parents were talking about on Saturday going and getting his birthday gift. Mm-hmm. And I told them, uh, well, I know for sure Mario and I want to move, be like move things into the house and my family wants to come help. So, um, that's just like what we're going to do. So we'll for sure be over here and you know, you guys, you know, do whatever because I mean, we don't really need them. Like, you know, we have keys and so I, I guess they were like, oh, well, you know, we all like Mario also has a bunch of his things still in our own garage. So his parents were saying, what if I mean, we can be here and and like load those things up if that's what we'll have time for. So I called him and and it was a Friday. And so I called him and I was basically like, what do you want to do over the weekend? And he was like, yeah, I thought we would just like move and stuff like that. And I said, "Okay." Well, your parents are trying to, um, I was like, cause I, th- I don't know if your parents had plans for Saturday. So that's why I just want to know what our p- solid plans are because your parents are trying to solidify their weekend plan. Mm-hmm. And his dad was just like, I, I love when she uses big words and I <laughs> didn't even think about it. I was just like, yeah, it's a complete opposite reaction. Yeah. And, and again, and I didn't even purposely think to use that word. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's I know, word that came out. yeah, it's yeah. like, I know that's a synonym for like, they want to have concrete plans. Like, yeah. We, so that was like it. Yeah. And yeah, it's the complete opposite of like his reaction. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because obviously I'm not around my father-in-law all the time. So when he does hear me talk, maybe it's new to him, mm-hmm. but Mario sees me read and we talk all the time. So I just, yeah. or I don't know if he has bad experiences with people that try and make it seem like because they're educated or because they have a college degree yeah, or something. Yeah, that they're better. Yeah. I mean, people do do that. Yeah, they do. That's why I'm like, I, I'm, pretty sure he's had experiences like that where they try yeah. and like look down on him for it but i'm like that's not me yeah so, like oh, i'm just trying to solve our issues 
not the world. So yeah. please stop getting mad at me for using words that I don't even think twice about using. Yeah. Like I'm not using them to insult you. Yeah. That's, that's just how I talk. Yeah. And yeah. It's so funny. Cause I mean, I think I use decent sized words every now and then, mm-hmm. but my dad does the same thing that like your father-in-law does where like, I'll say a word and then my dad would be like, haha, I bet you half the people in this room don't even know what that word means. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> Thanks for trying to like hype me up, dad. Like I'm so smart. <laughs> my gosh. And I remember one time I was talking to my cousin and I used the word androgynous and she was like, stop. I don't know what that means. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and I like explained it to her. But I, it's just like little simple things like that where I don't even think twice about it. I just assume yeah. that people know because it's something that I've used in my everyday vote, not everyday vocabulary, but in my vocabulary yeah, through books exactly. or just through other conversation. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> it's so funny when you use words like that, not even thinking twice about them. And somebody like points it out and is like, wow. Yeah. Or in Mario's case, gets bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and he didn't used to. I honestly think maybe again, without me meaning to, I've been using the same word over and over in an argument that I'm trying to explain to him. So it's like subconsciously now he's attached that word to like this bad moment or something. Mm -hmm. So it's like maybe as soon as he hears it, that just is instantly like like a trigger for him. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. like, you're just insulting me. And I'm like, no, uh, okay. I'll, I'll like, I'll use a different word. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't fucking do it. Okay. (laughs) You didn't do what the fuck I asked. Yeah. There you go. How's that? (laughs) Yeah. Grandpa, see, I'm not the only one who cusses. It's a better way to get your point across. Everybody knows what the word fuck means. Yeah. It, so, I mean, it has a lot of meanings, but <laughs> it has a lot of them. So, um, and I'm going to tell him like, what do you, do you tell me you and your coworkers don't say fuck? Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> um, have you seen that TikTok? And I'm sure your dad has, but <laughs> <laughs> it's the one where it's like, um, do you want to go out to dinner with me? And then they're like, huh? And he's like, you, me, dinner. And they're like, yay. <laughs> And they always use it for like me talking to um my boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> you know, when we decided to talk about anger, the first thing I thought of was because sometimes when I'm it's the same thing when I'm angry, but it's anger that's coming from I feel disrespected. Mm-hmm. I will cry. Same. Because <laughs> it, it I it's like a different kind of hurt. Yeah. It's and it's like I will cry because. My thing is why I will start to go back to like, you say you care about me, Mm -hmm. you love me, this and that, like whether it's a friend, whether it's my husband, like whoever. And then you go and you do this. Mm -hmm. Did you even think about me when this was happening? You clearly didn't have me in the the front of your mind. All the actions have been a lie that you say, all the statements that you say you feel about are a lie because you disrespected me. Yes. There's nothing like... I just also go back to, I would never disrespect somebody like that, yeah. that I loved. Mm-hmm. I would never go- say a bad thing about them behind their back. I would never mm-hmm. like do shit to them that would hurt their reputation. Yeah. Because I love them and I think about them like that. Like I would never do something. And so when somebody does something like that to me. Yes. Oh no. It's, it's over. You. It's like that. Honestly, when that stuff happens, 
that fucking seed that has roots gets watered a little. Yes. And it's just growing. It's like proof. It's that villain that, seed. Mm-hmm. It's just coming. It's all that proof that my mind tells me I'm not lovable being <laughs> coming to fruition. It Honest, is- <laughs> the battle that I have always got is you, I, my mom, I remember told me, and I feel like I've said this on here before, but she said that all of us are born with different colors. So she said, you know, which means we're all born with the capability to be evil, to be good, to be maybe in the middle, to be like sociopath, mm-hmm. like, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> okay. She's like, we all are born with this, all this stuff in us. Yeah. And then it's up to us to make the choices in our lives of what path we're going to take, what person we're going to become. So I feel like what I've always battled is evil. <laughs> <laughs> Because sometimes when I'm angry, just be evil, Vanessa. Sometimes when I'm angry, I don't want to stop being angry because the, it's addicting. The things I can do and say mm-hmm. are just like that. When I'm upset with someone and I know that I can hurt them back or disrespect them back the way they've made me feel, mm-hmm. I start coming up with all. It's like that fictional Steamy, argument. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the things I come up with are so evil. Like, they're so mean. Any, any that you want to share? Um, <laughs> uh, they're like, two, uh, let me see. Um, I mean, I, rem- <laughs> I remember with my ex before Mario when he, oh, when he was trying to tell me that I couldn't hang out with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, oh, we got into an argument because do you remember you and I went to go see that scary movie about those kids that stayed with their grandparents and it turns oh, out they weren't their grandparents? Um, the M. Night Shyamalan one? Yes. Uh, yeah. I forgot what it was called. I forgot too. But it was really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So I remember you and I went to go see it because we had this gap in between. Like we just went. And when he found out, he was like, I thought, excuse me, I thought you and I <laughs> were going to go see it. And I said, oh, well, God. and so it, it sparked this argument. And I, I, again, this is not as evil, but I just remember he was like, well, you know, I just don't know if I want to see you tonight or something. And I said, well, you know, that's totally fine because I actually don't have time to like babysit a child and spend <laughs> my time with them. So that's totally great. Yeah. And then he responded back. I remember, oh, wow. Like that's what we're going to, and, that was just like instinct of yeah. like you're acting childish over a movie and a friend. Yeah. That's a girl. I mean, the fact that it came out later that he was cheating on you mm-hmm. just goes to show why he felt that way. Yeah. Every single time we would hang out or you would hang out with uh, one of your guy friends mm-hmm. because he had those thoughts. He was acting on those things. It's always the cheaters mm-hmm. who... Gaslight you. Gaslight you into thinking that you're the problem. Yep. That you're the one who is cheating or doing these things. And it's like this weird way to justify it to themselves why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. So I bet you when me and you went to see that movie, he was like, they're probably holding hands and <laughs> kissing. And they're probably holding each other because it's scary. When we were probably <laughs> laughing the whole yeah. fucking time. I mean, and- you were probably laughing because, you know, I would watch it with my eyes closed, with my hands over my eyes. But I, and I remember I would always say like, what's happening yeah. with my eyes closed? <laughs> and I was like, there's an old naked woman running around. 
You're like, just, just watch. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> so it's, it's like things like that where like they'll come out where I, I like, I know that was hurtful and it was unnecessary and it wasn't going to help our argument. Yeah. But that one's so justified. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, like I said, like, I feel like my battle with myself is good versus evil. Girl, yours is better than mine because my <laughs> go-to when somebody hurts me is, well, what if I just died and they had to deal with it? <laughs> like, what? Why is that my go-to? Like, I'll, I'll just die and they'll, we'll see how they deal with it now. <laughs> okay. I don't know why my, when I think of like, if I were to die soon, like young, my thing is, I've told my sister, find my journal and burn it, but I secretly hope she doesn't because <laughs> everything I've ever, like my true feelings of like whether situations that I can't really express to Mario or about my parents or about that friend that I still have around. So mm -hmm. like every like honest feeling that I've ever had is there mm -hmm. and I secretly want every to be truly known. I want yeah. everyone like people to find it and read it and and actually know like the, oh the maybe. way that they've caused yeah hurt. And I'm just like you have to live with that because now I'm dead. Girl, you want a 13 reasons why them? <laughs> but better because they forgot about her after the first season. I I didn't watch after. I mean, I did. I watched all the way up until that terrible scene. I didn't watch that scene. I didn't watch that scene, but I've heard about it. But I mean, I, didn't I think they've taken it. it down since. I don't, I don't think know. it's in the show anymore. I think they've censored that scene. They where, censored when she and when she cuts her wrist in, in the bathtub. Yes. Should I censor that? Me saying that? <laughs> <laughs> I literally just said like uh, my revenge when I'm angry. I'm just gonna kill myself. <laughs> we literally are uh, thirteen reasons why is our revenge. <laughs> yeah. Like I. She was fucking unhinged for that shit. But I'm and saying Clay, like, you get the last yeah. one, but you don't deserve this. <laughs> but, but my thing, my thing was definitely like, again, I don't want to be forgotten about after yeah. a year or a few months. Yeah. I want to I be want, remembered. Yeah. I and, want Mark to never yes. remarry. No, we're not even married yet, but like, I would want him to never remarry, never find love again. <laughs> like, I want that. Ours was the true love. How dare you move on from me? I would yeah. be like turning in my grave if <laughs> Mark found love. Oh, that's so funny. I would not even want to leave Earth. I don't know if you get that option, but I I'd literally be like, listen, if I find or notice an inkling that you like someone else, bitch is coming with me. <laughs> like, that's, what, that's what we're doing. Yeah. So, mm-mm. Yeah, I, we we think a lot. Yeah, so we we have our own battles and demons. Yeah, we're just be, being very candid. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I was like, when you were talking about your parents, um, it reminded me of what anger looked like growing up from my parents, and my parents are like fucking water and oil, dude. <laughs> they <laughs> are so different. Really, like fundamentally different as mm -hmm. like how they function as people, but they overlap on their morals, which I think is like their foundation. Mm -hmm. They both are Christians and they have the same values about family. They pretty much like have the same political stance. Like all of these things 
that are like a foundation they agree on. It's all the fucking little things, all the mm-hmm. intricacies of a person that they are just like complete opposites about. Yeah. And so growing up, I grew up in a house that was full of fights all the time for every little fucking thing that you can imagine. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. Like just they would get into arguments about the stupidest things and I'd be listening to their arguments and being like, what the fuck are you even <laughs> arguing about? Yeah. And so like, as I got older and I would hear them arguing and stuff, I would literally like, they'd be arguing in the kitchen. I'd be in the living room and I just start cracking up because their arguments were so dumb, but their anger was so real. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up not necessarily an angry household. Like they were angry at each other, but they were never like put that anger onto us too yeah. much. My dad did sometimes where he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like, you're getting mad at me with these fuckers. I'm like, we all call us fuckers, dude. <laughs> he said it in love. Okay. I love my dad very much. <laughs> he listens to this. I'm, this is not me shitting on you, dad. This is me talking about my childhood. Um, and so I think a lot of the way that they acted around each other and in front of us and also just like they would argue in public too. Just mm-hmm. it, there were no, rings like boxing rings for them to fight everywhere was a boxing ring for yeah them. like anywhere and anywhere could be a fight yes and it would be like the simplest things like my dad would just be driving get cut off and be like hey you fucker my mom would be like don't say that blah, blah. <laughs> and he's like what well, they cut me off and then all of a sudden a huge argument <laughs> started <laughs> and it's then it like divulges into like other things where it's like why are you bring that up and then yes <laughs> I thought, talking, past that. I thought you were talking about this guy cutting you off and now you're talking about how she never supports you in front of the kids like what what is like, that what, what is going on and then on? He's, they're bringing us into their arguments where they're like see don't you agree and I'm like I'm listening to music okay <laughs> <laughs> and I've gotten to the point now where like they still argue and it's just funny to me now mm-hmm. where I go I don't give a fuck <laughs> yeah like eat up stop I go, I don't care. It's so, I'm like, argue on your own time. Do you yeah. want to have a good time with yes, me? <laughs> exactly. Like, excuse me, a clock out of this bullshit yeah. and then clock back in when you get in the car. Yeah. I literally tell them now, I'm like, I only see you like maybe once a week, maybe once every couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So our time together is very precious. Yeah. Stop arguing with each other. Argue when I'm not here so we like, can have a good time you together. You guys spend so much time together. <laughs> argue <laughs> argue when I'm not here, okay? I don't give a fuck. And so, yeah. It's, now it's just gotten to the point where, like, I get them to laugh about why they're arguing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they can deal with it whenever they want. But it's, I don't know. I just, <laughs> the things that they argue about. Yeah. It's never, obviously, there's a real root to what they're arguing mm-hmm. about. Like I said, they're so fundamentally different as people. Yeah. And the way that they react to things. And so, like, my dad reacting to somebody cutting him off. My mom would never yell at that person. So, she's like, you're being over dramatic." And my dad's <laughs> like, no, I'm fucking not. That guy was being really <laughs> unfair. He? he was going to hurt our children. How, how are you not angry? She's like, because it doesn't fucking matter, Jerry. <laughs> the way you're describing them reminds me of i don't know what her name is but she's a comedian and i think she's i i don't know i don't want to like say what she i don't know what she but she 
could be like from India. Like she mm-hmm. has that, she has an accent. Okay. And, but like I said, I don't know specifically where she could be from, but she was talking about, um, she's like, you know, my husband and I have been married for like however many years. And she's like, when you've been married for that long, uh, it's about trials. <laughs> and she started talking about how, you know, you start arguing. And she basically said that the point of the argument at the end of the day now is who's going to win it. Mm-hmm. She's like, and I'm, I'm like, that's what I'm arguing is I'm going to fucking win this argument. And she goes, and then, you know, we'll have like, if you're one of those people in the audience that says, oh, no, like, you know, that's not what my relationship's about. We don't argue. We this and that. And she goes, I want you to know you're the loser in the <laughs> argument. <laughs> Yeah, they definitely argue to win. <laughs> um, so going back to like my own relationship, I, that's why I don't like to argue in public. Like I don't, yeah. I want to be like my parents, but not in that aspect. I don't want to bring that anger and argument into my daily life when it's yeah. not gonna, I've said this before, but I want to be productive. Call mm. me a fucking Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> My whole thing is, how am I going to be the most productive possible? Obviously, yeah. I can't because, like I said this week, I am stuck in procrastination paralysis. But, uh, yeah, I, Mark and I, like I said, we won't argue in public and I won't argue in front of other people. And when we talk, it's very much like a, I'm going to lay it out. I'm going to explain what I'm feeling, but I'm not going to like mm-hmm. hurt you just yeah. to hurt you. I'm just going to tell you what your actions did to make me so angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it has to do with like me being like, I didn't like how you said this in front of these people. Mm-hmm. Again, back to pride, back yeah. to being disrespected. And um, his is like, I don't like the tone. <laughs> It's always that. But the thing is, too, like, I can understand Mario's side because I don't like the tone that Mark uses. <laughs> Mark sounds angry sometimes when he's not angry. Mm-hmm. He says he's not angry, but I'm like, well, the way that you're talking sounds like you're very angry right now. Yeah. He's like, I'm Italian. And I'm like, uh, it sounds like you're mad right now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, dude. It sounds like you're mad. <laughs> Um, and he's like, well, now I'm mad. And so, yeah, but that's, you know, privately how we discuss things. Um, it's like going, I got like too distracted with me trying to sound like Mark. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't like to argue in front of people because of the mm-hmm. way that my parents argue in yeah. front of everybody. I just, like I said, it's not productive in, Whatever. But then now I found that Mark and I do pretend fights Mm -hmm. (laughs) in front of people. And like, these aren't like real. It's more like people say it sounds like we're fighting, but to me and him, we're debating. Yeah. And so we'll be watching a movie and he'll ask me a question about something dumb as fuck. And I mean, like, so fucking dumb. (laughs) Like, we're watching an alien movie and he asked me a question um, how do you think the aliens possess the people? And I answer it with, I think they possess the people by going through the eyeball. And he goes, that doesn't make any sense. I think they go through their ear. And I'm like, well, actually, the reason why I think it makes it like, and then we start like getting more and more heated about it. Yeah. For no reason. Like we're literally just having fun. Yeah. And then Snae's like, are you guys okay? <laughs> <laughs> and then we just look at each other and start cracking up 
And we're like, no, dude, this is like so unserious. <laughs> so it's like our tones are both sound angry at that yeah. point. Yeah. So the, like, our fucking roommates are like, what the fuck? And then, <laughs> but I'm like, dude, no, I'm just having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that is, that is for sure a rule that my parents always, and the thing is, they didn't even argue in front of us. Mm-hmm. Like, you would start to see the beginning of it because, you know, sometimes arguments do happen naturally. Yeah. And so my parents feel the tension. Yeah, you could. And so once my parents started feeling that, oh, this is going to go beyond, they would they would shut it down and they'd start talking about something else or they would just get quiet and watch TV together while we were all there. And then as we all trickled out and just left them or then they'd go upstairs to their room, that's where they would always handle their shit. Mm -hmm. And and then. Let's say if like my parents were arguing with us before we were going to go to like a party, a family party or something, mm-hmm. we'd be walking out the door and my dad say, uh, once you pass the threshold of this doorway, this shit stays in here. Mm-hmm. We'll finish it when we come back. Yeah. And at the party, everything be great. Da, 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 da. We'd come back and because of the party and because we were like fine and we had to put up an act. That eventually becomes real. So then by the time we came back home and revisited the argument, it was like, okay, these are the solutions we've come up with now. So it's like we wouldn't dig back into the argument where we paused it. Yeah. It was like, okay. It would be more productive. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like all of the all the <clears throat> heightened emotions have dissipated. So now we've come up with solutions. And that was always something that I did say. That's why I feel like in a way that was all of us taking a step back from the argument mm-hmm. because we were forced to go to an event and then we came back and we were able to be productive. Yeah, so that's why pr- perspective. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's why I always liked to, okay, take this is getting away. too much. Mm-hmm. I need to take a step away. Some people don't get that, but that, that was how I saw it work for my family. Yeah. So that's why it's like, I always thought it would always work. Mm-hmm. And Mario and I, that was what we both adopted also. And something else we always told each other, which I will admit we've failed a few times at this, <laughs> is I always told him I don't want to go to bed angry. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we've definitely failed because when I know I, the way we go to bed angry is when we haven't resolved it is we'll sleep opposites. So like, his head will be there and mine, I'll make sure I'm sleeping the opposite. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the night, he will always break that and try to shift to where I'm at. And I'm still angry. <laughs> so I'm just like, don't touch me. And he, and he's just like mumbling in his sleep, like, <laughs> and, and so, so those are the only, the, that's definitely something. And sometimes he would tell me, he's like, I thought we weren't going to go to bed angry. <laughs> I would always tell him, yeah, I thought you were going to fix it by now, but you didn't. So, yeah. so I'm going to be honest with you. I love going to bed angry because a lot of the time my anger was just me being sleepy. <laughs> Mine isn't. Mine definitely is not. Like I will wake up and I'll still feel exhausted from the mm-hmm. night before or the day before. Yeah. And I think I process a lot in my dreams. So I'll like fall asleep. Not. Like thinking about the argument itself and like having those imaginary scenarios going on and like, oh, this is the next thing we're going to say and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get like really tired and then I'll fall asleep and I'll dream about it in whatever mm-hmm. way that dream is. Yeah. And then I'll wake up with a suddenly 
not suddenly, but like sudden clarity. And yeah, so my brain likes to process a lot, my subconscious, which thank you, brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually really nice because mine <laughs> mine doesn't. Mine, you wake up and you're like, murder. I don't even dream on those nights when I go to bed angry. Instead, sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll still, like I've told you, it's almost like my bedroom is an extension. So my room, I'll wake up and I'll still feel like it's floating in the room mm-hmm. because that space is basically telling me this shit hasn't been addressed. Yeah. So I'm not letting it escape out the window. I'm keeping it here mm-hmm. and you guys got to yeah. fix it or let it go. Yeah. And deal you, with it. Yeah. And it's like, if you truly want to let it go, then I'll let it go out the window. But that's not what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why that's, that's another thing. It's going to be so hard to leave. It's like that mm-hmm. house isn't going to know me. It will though. <laughs> Because it's going to know you. And also you're bringing a new life into the house. Yeah. So you're not going to have time. You got to create a space for that baby. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it'll be your place. (sighs) It'll be yours. It took me maybe like two months for this place to feel like my home. Mm -hmm. So it takes time. But now I think about the places I've lived before and... This one feels like I've been here forever. Mm-hmm. It just, it just feels right. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it feels like that. It will. Yeah. Well, you know, going back to like when you and Mark debate and people think you're arguing, Mar- <laughs> there have been two times that come to mind where Mario and I were out in public. The first time was with our, our, um, other friend. They're also a married mm-hmm. couple. And this friend, he likes to argue a lot in general. Like he's someone who's very um verbally combative. And so he was telling me that, oh, you know, there's documented um like articles of like the COVID vaccine causing I don't fucking know what. And I was like, no, there aren't. And he's like, no, yeah, there are. I can send them to you. And I was like, okay. Like I'm so anti. I don't want to start anything in a when we're like trying to have a good time in a restaurant yeah and and i remember i think i don't remember what mario said but he was basically like well i mean i don't know where he just kind of like came at me and said well are you like a a medical professional or like so it was something like that and (laughs) my instinct i just threw back at him i'm sorry can you even read the articles that he fucking is showing you because Mm -hmm. It was the arguments about, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, (laughs) so I was just like, can you even read? I was like, read right now. And he was like, damn it. (laughs) And, but it was like immediately like dissipated. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I don't, I didn't look at that as an argument, but I'm like, it immediately just went to like a hundred and then back down to zero. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think it's one thing to like talk shit in a fun way Mm -hmm. and another to argue in front of somebody. Yeah. Like some people's love languages. Shit talking. Yeah. So Yeah. And so my thing was like, if that was your intention, and then I gave it back to you, and then then we just yeah. like dropped it. And then it yeah. was like it was fine. I always end it with burn. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second time was actually at Thanksgiving. And my brother and 
my and my friend that was there, they actually thought we were arguing because we had been talking like I had been trying to explain to Mario what my maternity leave was going to look like from mm-hmm. my job because I think I'd just gotten that info. And uh, my friend was asking me about it. She was saying like, so how is it going to be with your work? And I was explaining to her exactly what work had told me. And I think I got to the part where I said, and then, you know, there's going to be like the remaining, I said, I'm pretty much going to be able to get um, like a, at least like five months mm-hmm. of leave. And I'm like, not all of it is going to be paid. And then he interrupted me and said, no, you only get like, like six or something weeks like paid. So it's like, that's your leave. I'm like, Right, but I'm talking in general of yeah. the whole time, whether it's paid or unpaid. Yeah, I'm allowed to be gone for this amount of time. Yeah, and and he was just going back and forth with me saying like, well, no, that's not the leave. I'm like, yes, it. if I'm not at work. It's leave. And I'm yeah. at home, but my job is secure. It's I'm on a leave. And, and so finally he was just like, right, but you're not getting paid the whole time. And I finally snapped and I said, I didn't say I was going to get paid the whole time. If you actually were listening, I was explaining the portions that they, it's, which is, they call disability that you do get paid and you get paid a percentage. And then you get to take like the FMLA weeks after and those are unpaid, but it's job safety. If mm-hmm. you would have let me finish instead of interrupting me the way you always fucking do, then I would have finished explaining. And he was like, Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. And then my brother and my friend immediately go, my brother's like, yeah, I'm not getting married. And I was like, I'm, and, and, and immediately then I got defensive over me and Mario. Yeah. And I said, this isn't even like arguing if that's what you're trying to say. Like, we're just, we clearly have a difference of opinion. Mm hmm. Or maybe it is what a I difference said. Difference of understanding. Yeah, yeah. Like the fact that he did interrupt me and didn't let me finish. So, because probably when I've explained it to him, he's not really even listening to me. Yeah. And this, these are the moments it comes out in. So I, and I would, t- and I told my brother, I'm like, not every relationship's like going to be perfect. I hope you know that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like life. You're going to have highs and lows. And my friend was like, yeah, Junior, just don't, just don't get married. And I was like, this wasn't even bad. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like you, don't even know what an argument really looks like. If yeah. you're mad because somebody told you, no, it's actually this and you're not listening mm-hmm. and you're like, wow, I'm never getting married. It's like you have this weird yeah. understanding of what a relationship looks like. Yeah. Because guess what? Somebody can get really sick. Somebody can lose their job, not mm-hmm. make as much money as they did before. Yeah. There's so like they can lose people in their family and go Mm -hmm. through grief there's so many different things that as individuals you go through that you have to deal with as a couple Mm -hmm. that if you're not prepared to be that partner for somebody then yeah maybe don't get married yeah that's how you perceive yeah a relationship yeah but i thought those two times yeah they were funny because again it's like i I don't feel like I become combative. I just feel like I try and for sure I know I try and have the last word and then I want my the last word or phrase that I say to actually like end it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I could have said something different instead of telling Mario, well, I mean, 
do you even know how to read? Mm-hmm. Like, I know I could have said something else, but it didn't. <laughs> so, yeah. Does mm-hmm. he? <laughs> he does. He just doesn't practice. Doesn't practice reading. Oof. Yeah. Damn. I read out loud to him, though. <laughs> like, when I'm telling him I'm reading this book, he's like, oh, that sounds interesting. He's like, can you read out loud? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. It's so funny. Whenever I listen to an audiobook with Mark, it's literally always the part of the book where they're having sex. <laughs> and I, not every book I read has sex in it, but books do have sex in it. Yeah, they it's do. Like if the couple just got together and it's every single time, it doesn't matter. So now it's like he ex- thinks I exclusively listen <laughs> to smut books when I don't. <laughs> I listen to fantasy mm-hmm. or sometimes romance and there's like, stuff in it but it's like that's like such a small portion yeah a percentage of the book and he happens to listen to that part every time i'm like oh my gosh i'm so sorry (laughs) this isn't me he's like no it's you dude it's too many times in a row for it to be a coincidence anymore (laughs) um yeah when do you want to talk about the angriest you've ever been (laughs) i feel like that's too that's too deep no, it's not that it's too deep. It's just what what time was it? The angriest I've ever been. Ooh. Um, I've I have I've had two instances. I'm only gonna say one because the other one I told myself I would take to my grave. Oh god. <laughs> I really want to know that one. <laughs> um but there, this one was, it has to do with my parents pre cheating. So this was a while ago. Um, but my parents and I, especially my dad and I had a rough go when I joined theater because by then I was already two years or like, no, I was like a year and a half into college. Mm-hmm. So really it was when I joined theater and the rough go was my dad thought, I was partying when I was at rehearsal because rehearsal was at night, but I would still come home at a reasonable time, like at nine, nine 30 because rehearsal never went up to 10 Mm o'clock the way it said on the paper that it would. So we, so it was just like a rough go of like, I think it was of him gifting me more freedom And then I don't know if he regretted it, but he's like, I can't take it back now. Mm -hmm. And I was becoming more independent because I was paying for my own thing. Well, it's like the only thing I really had to pay for was like my school supplies and my gas to go to school. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't really spending on anything and food when like some of us would go out after rehearsal. So we just had a rough go and it was a, and, and then Mario and I started dating. And I finally met his family six months after we started dating. Mm -hmm. And I'm the kind of person that I will prioritize my boyfriend and doing activities with his family over doing activities like with my family because I'm getting to know them. Mm -hmm. And I care about my boyfriend to where, you know, If family is important to him, then I want to make a good impression. Yeah. And 
I guess it was getting, it was getting to the point where I was now starting to realize I actually haven't like seen my family outside of like just when I come home from school. So I started finding a good balance, but I think it was too late. And basically, uh, it was a dinner for not a dinner, a lunch for Mario's grandpa's birthday. And my parents had tickets to see a concert. And my sister was a lot younger then. Cause like I said, this was a few years ago. Um, and my parents had assumed that I didn't have plans. So I was going to babysit her mm-hmm. that Saturday or that whatever day it was. And when I found out like the time of it or that they were just like, Oh, you, you know, if you have plant, like you're supposed to watch her. I remember asking, I remember telling them, well, did you ask me if I could or did you ask if I had plans or something? And they were like, well, you didn't say anything. And I was like, because I didn't know that you guys were going to need me for something. So maybe that was a little lack of communication mm-hmm. on on all of our yeah, parts. Just assumptions. Yeah. And so I was like getting annoyed because Mario's family had moved this like lunch, this like dinner, whatever it was around. So I basically told them, well, I can watch her up until like, let's say this time. And then I'm, I have to go, but then I'll come back. And my dad finally said, he just goes, you know, can I just ask like, what do you do for the family? Like, what, um, what do you offer the family? Basically, mm. he's like, you're not around. You never want to hang out. You can't do this favor for us that we haven't asked you for a favor in forever. And I started getting mad and I was just like, because the thing was, even though I wasn't hanging out with my family, I was doing a lot for them where I would pick up my sister from school. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point, my parents were dropping things off, or there was some reason why we had to go to TJ a few times or like to pick someone up. But it's like all those times I drove mm-hmm. because my brother didn't yet. And so I was the only other designated person to do it. Yeah. So it's like I was helping them out with like favors that I was doing. I just wasn't hanging out with them, mm-hmm. which they weren't really doing much anyway. It's not like they were going out every weekend. Yeah. And so I basically was just so I was getting angry because I'm like, I do do things and you might not see me around. And just because I'm telling you, like, I this, there were plans already in place and this and that. And basically. I don't remember what it was, but I, my mom had told me about something. I don't remember what, but she told me something. And then I brought it up in that argument. I said, you know, mom just told me about this. So, and I remember my dad couldn't see her face, but I could. And she was looking at me. And she base and she lied and said, I never said that. 
I Ugh. never told you that. And I was like, so it was like a true slap in the face. Yeah. Of just betrayal. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what it, it was. Betrayal of, I literally feel like I'm standing by myself uh, on this like rock and I'm trying to get you guys to see that maybe I'm, I'm failing a little, but I'm trying to do my best. Mm-hmm. And now she was straight up lying to protect herself. Mm-hmm. And so obviously all these other emotions of like, but parents are always protect you and like this and that and put you first and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, she very clearly was putting herself first and she was throwing me under the bus and saying that I was lying when she knew she told me this. And my dad started like kind of laughing and Basically, I knew he was laughing at me because he was believing her. So in me saying like, no, she told me that. And then, of course, I started like crying or like trying to hold them back because I started saying, you think I'm just going to like make that up? Mm -hmm. And he just kept kind of giggling. Oh, that's the worst when you're already upset, you're betrayed, and now somebody's laughing in your face. And he was just and he was just like. No, I'm like, I'm not saying I don't believe you, but like, you know, we're just, and, and so I was just like, I don't understand why we need to, like, I'm not going to be standing here in front of you when you guys are calling me a liar, you're laughing at me, and you honestly think I'd make things up for, for like fun. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't need to like keep talking to you about this. So you guys do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, I won't go anywhere. So Valentina will have someone here. And we, and so I just went to my room. And of course, when I got to my room, then Mario called me. And then he basically explains to me that his aunt had moved the dinner again to where it now became a lunch and it was going to be right in the middle of, I basically was not going to be able to go anyway. Yeah. So I just told him, I, I'm not going to make it because it was moved again to now earlier to where I have to be here at home. Yeah. And then I told him everything that happened and he was equally shocked of like that my mom lied. And then my dad immediately just started laughing at me. Yeah. So I think that was, that was because like you said, it came from like betrayal and then it came from like my pride was hurt because people were laughing at mm-hmm. me. They were doing it in front of my brother and sister. And the three of us always have this understanding that we're not going to, we're not, we're basically not going to like enter the bullpen while one of them is getting. Yeah. And, and so I was just like, and, and on top of it, I was like, I just feel very alone in yeah. this house because again, I'd been butting heads with them because I was doing this new program at school. And I remember that was the first time Mario was like, I, we need to move, like move out. Like we need to get you out of that house. And clearly, you know, I took said, years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was definitely the angriest I felt. Mm-hmm. And it lasted a while, lasted a few days. And I talked to my parents and eventually like i don't know maybe weeks maybe a month later my dad told me i know that 
your mom was lying. Like, I know that she told you what you said. Otherwise, you wouldn't have said it. And I was like... Then why'd you laugh in my face? Yeah, I was like, why? So then why didn't you... And he told me, well, because she's my wife and I have to back her up. And I wasn't going to call her out in front of you kids. And obviously, being a wife now, I can understand the different perspectives of it because it's still complicated. Yeah. But what I told him was, so instead you let me be embarrassed, like you let me, your kid be embarrassed Mm -hmm. and go through all these confusing feelings and you guys like purposely hurt me because you had to keep each other's back. You literally let me be the scapegoat. Yeah. And you're supposed to be the people that, oh, love me. Mm -hmm. And now look at them. (laughs) (laughs) Now look at them. The irony. Should have my back, Dad. Now look. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You telling that story reminded me of actually now I know the moment (laughs) I was angriest in my entire life. And it's not a pretty moment. Yeah. They're not. It's probably the ugliest moment I've had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was the beginning of Mark's and I's relationship. We're arguing and I was really hurt. Probably came from the same sense of like betrayal or something. I don't remember the circumstance, but I remember the feeling. And we're driving in a very crowded, uh, crowded area. There was way too much traffic and mm-hmm. I, there was somebody who was so fucking slow in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like having this intense conversation. Like I was livid already with him. Mm-hmm. And now this person is driving at the speed of a turtle yeah. in front of me <laughs> and they missed the light. Like four cars could have made the light mm-hmm. and they slow. I don't know if they're looking at something or if they just didn't know where they were going, yeah. but they slowed so much that they stopped when it was still green. Mm. And I was, I, I exploded like to the point where I was like honking my horn. I was banging on the steering wheel. I rolled my window down <laughs> and I started yelling at this person. They got out of their fucking car. It was this big woman, largest woman I've ever seen in my entire life. Starts walking towards me and she's like, you want to fucking fight? I was like, yeah, let's fucking fight. <laughs> I almost got out of my car. Mark was like, what the fuck? I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, I fucking exploded. <laughs> like, so bad. I never felt that anger before in my entire life. And mm-hmm. obviously, like, I'm already angry yeah, with Mark in this moment. And I'm trying to be civil with him. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm livid and my feelings are, like, super strong, mm-hmm. I can't say the things that I want to say to him. Because, mm-hmm. like I've said before, I don't want to say something that's too far too mean they're out there because then it's out there forever mm-hmm. and i can't take it back yeah and i didn't want to like make <laughs> the situation even worse yeah so instead i directed it at this fucking slow <laughs> poke of a woman <laughs> in front of me <laughs> who's getting out of her car and like she's walking towards me and i'm still honking at her and i'm calling her names and i like i said this is not a pretty moment for me and probably the last time i ever like expressed my anger this way mm-hmm. but up until that point in my life i was like i said a quiet anger type of person yeah i didn't let it out if i was angry i would 
feel it by myself and not let anybody ever see it. Because one, I would cry in front of them. Mm -hmm. And two, I was like, this is not productive feeling. So Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't need to express it in front of anybody. Yeah. So it was like a culmination of every single moment of anger that I had ever suppressed coming out of me like a fucking tsunami. And I had never wanted to fight somebody in my entire <laughs> life, like physical fist fight. Yeah. And I would have lost. Like I said, this was the biggest woman I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Like not just like, wait, she looks strong. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. I was like, I'm about to get my ass beat and I want to. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how much anger blinds you. Yes. It's like, I don't care if I get broken. Exactly. I was like, in fact, I would embrace it. Yeah. Please fucking make me feel anything but what I'm feeling right mm-hmm. now. So, and Mark was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, shut the fuck up. And so I'm like, <laughs> about to fight this lady and she turns around, gets back in her car, drives away. Yeah. And I like just, it was such a huge release. <laughs> for one mm-hmm. and I like calmed down a little bit but then I also like I was a tsunami and so all the waves came out of my eyes yeah bawling could not fucking see and he's mm-hmm. like pull over I'm like no <laughs> he's like pull over right now I'm gonna drive I'm like no fuck you <laughs> just so angry I don't know how we solved it but I think we we're supposed to go to a dinner um and meet up with some people and when we got there I like tried my he's like should we even go I was like we have to fucking go yeah. Like, we have to go. I, like, put ice, not ice, but I had water with me, and I poured mm-hmm. it onto some napkins, and I put them on my eyes yeah. so that I would bring the swelling down. Mm-hmm. And then I went in there pretending like nothing fucking happened. Yeah. And I was like, what, dude? And then afterwards, like, we ended up solving it. It took a long time. I think at that point in our relationship, like, we took a break from each other for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Like I said, this was, like, first couple months into mm-hmm. our relationship um but my god was i angry and yeah. also just to add on to this i was maybe my second month of birth control <laughs> oh yeah dude guys birth control really like when we talk about oh it changes someone this and that uh, i'm talking like a new jasmine was cloned I- born everything <laughs> I was what you would call dark jasmine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All trigger warning. I was suicidal. I was, um, possibly bipolar. I was manic sometimes, depressed others. Uh, yeah. I went through a lot of emotions. I think I had more panic attacks during that period of my life than I ever have. I haven't had mm-hmm. one in like a year at this point now, but back then I was having one like on the daily. So yeah. yeah. Just everything. I think I, every emotion I felt at the very beginning of me taking birth control was so heightened. And then after a couple months, it was like I had zero emotions. Mm -hmm. They were all gone. I didn't know what anything emotion wise was anymore. Mm -hmm. Music had not meant nothing to me. Yeah. Um, like movies didn't move me anymore. TV shows, like I, just all of it was gone. So yeah. what's up? You're getting me when I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back to regulated emotions, not on birth control. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. That was definitely the ugliest anger I've ever experienced in my entire life. Yeah. I'm telling you, like it really. And then, yeah, anger brings so many other things with it. Like mm-hmm. I said, all the hurt, all the betrayal stuff. Yeah. And then you get angry about those feelings. There's something in my throat. It's bad. <laughs> We're back. 
Vanessa didn't we're, die. We're, nope, I'm good. I'm right here. She said, there's something in my throat. It was really scary, guy. It felt like a hot ball trying to like make its way across my throat. And I had no idea what it was. <laughs> a hot ball coming across your throat. <laughs> it just was like burning. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I'm about to have a coughing fit. <laughs> she's okay we got her water mm-hmm. um, we're gonna wrap it up this is a long episode <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah so that's anger for us that's anger dude hot and fast and usually has something layered underneath thanks for joining us <laughs> yeah thank you so much thanks I hope I never experienced the anger I experienced that day ever again Sorry to the lady I was honking at. You didn't deserve that. <laughs> Hope I join my villain era. Girl. Hope I water that bitch. <laughs> I I think you should go full force. Because <laughs> honestly, I never have more fun at work than when you're just angry at people. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you I'm so mean. It literally came in today and you're like, well, actually, this fucking bitch. I was like, whoa, dude. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for joining us. I hope you have a wonderful day, night, evening, morning, drive, year, year. And we'll see you next time. Yep. Or your things I never said in therapy. Bye. Bye-bye.